There has been so much misinformation put out from some of these crazy Karens. Blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. We have the mother. This is obviously the missing mother. And we have the child. And they just poof, disappeared. It was how he was not only going to kill me, but how he was going to kill my husband. And the race was on. You are listening to The Crime Files with host Philip Clown and Karen Gould. Good morning. It is a Monday. Yes, it is. And we have Grumpy McGrump with us. <laughs> I am rather grumpy, and I can tell you, and, you know, first of all, thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm not in a, in a spectacular mood today. Um, I'm sick. My you... grandchildren, no, don't, no. No, 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 no. No, no. You should be in a good mood because mm. we're in our brand new podcast room. We are, and it is very comfortable. I got to say, Caroline, you guys did a spectacular job. I feel like a movie star sitting in here um, with uh, bright lights and, uh, you know, you're going to post a, you're going to post a picture, right? Or you already have. Well, I posted one on <clears throat> Instagram, but. Put it on whatever. It wasn't finished. Oh. Like it wasn't a finished room. Well, we're finished now. We're in a soundproof room. We got all this uh, excellent mics. My headset's still a little low. Can you turn that up a little bit? And then, um, uh, uh, you know, it, I don't know. It just, it's it's weird. It's new. It sounds like a professional studio now. And I just, I'm kind of liking this right now. I don't know. I can't. I can't tell you how much I like it. But anyway, welcome to the Klein Files. I'm in a grumpy mood. Caroline's going to talk a lot. Um, it has been an interesting three or four weeks. It's been We're, an exhausting three or four weeks. Oh, God, you are not kidding. I am, I'm telling you, I've been from, I've been everywhere. And uh, I'm, I'm on standby right now to fly down to McAllen, down to the border for some stuff. So it's just... Oh, it's just, it's just been crazy. And, uh, you know, and I want to thank everybody around here for taking care of business. It's been wonderful to take care of business. Uh, we have, we got a couple of really big cases in this last two weeks that we, this one of them we can't talk about, nor will we ever get to talk about it. And the other one, we will get to talk about it over in Houston, Texas. So, uh, looks like, uh, we'll get cranked up on that later to, uh, today. If a matter of fact, we're doing this on Monday because of my travel schedule, I'm going to be all over the place and shh, don't say anything. Shh. I might even take, be taking a trip to the panhandle. Shh. Don't say anything. Oh goodness. Don't say anything. Shh. I'll try not to. Okay. It's a secret. You know how secrets get going. The Karens get going and they get all roared up and here they go. I'll give them some, give them a little food this week to chomp on or next week. I'm sure there will be plenty uh, of it. Depends upon how everything goes down in the, uh, down in McAllen. Now I do want to say one thing today. I, I'm getting emails. Okay. Caroline, should we do the honest thing here? I don't know. What is that? Well, I get emails. I got like two emails. I got a secret email that I use with my name and the acronym on it. Uh, that's old. It's been very old. And I got my public one that's on the website and that people can email me on both of those. They've been blowing up. And I think I counted this weekend. I got 42 
wanting to know the definition uh 43 actually 43 one was from alan <laughs> just give me crap um <laughs> wanting to know what a fixer is because there is a big controversy on what a fixer is and i i tell you all it's one of the most stupid stupid things i have heard and my guys have been telling me about it because they read the freaking Facebook and the and the stuff, and I, and I saw it a little bit of it this weekend. Um, folks, let me. It, it all comes from a deal out in Canadian Texas, where I made the comment. My name is Philip Klein, and I'm a fixer, and I am. I, I'm not going to shy from that. I'm going to man up and have some balls like some other people don't. And I'm going to tell you what a fixer is. Carolyn, what is the percentage of cases that we get in this office that law enforcement has had the opportunity to put their finger in before we get there? Would you say 80%, 90%? I'd say, I mean, definitely at least 80%. Okay. At least 80% of the cases we get involved in are because, and God bless them, folks. Let me, let me say this. God bless them. God bless law enforcement in this country. But sometimes they don't have the resources and they don't have the experience to handle missing persons, missing children's cases. They just don't. So they hire, families hire our firm to come in and fix it. Get the proper, get the search dogs out. In re-interview, if not interview, witnesses to most of all investigate it from the ground up. When people get so mad at us sometimes, some of our clients, don't waste your time on that. Don't waste your time on that. Okay, first of all, you don't manage our investigations. We manage them. I don't, you know, what a, what do we say? If I'm gonna go buy a new car. I, 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 I'm not a car guy. I got to rely on the salesman and I got to rely on the research I do, right? Okay, you're not an investigator. You can try to be a Karen investigator on the internet. You can try to do a lot of things, but you're going to fall flat on your face. If you really want to be an investigator, go to school. Learn how to investigate. Go to a sheriff's academy. Go to what? Um, it, go go to go to your local university that has criminal justice. Learn it first, and then come do internships like is done here at this office with our team. I'll invite you. You can come down, but don't sit here and try to be something you're not. You're not an investigator. I will tell you my team has over 100 years of investigatorial experience. 100 years, folks. 100 years. We got cops that work with us. We've got interrogators that work with us. We got dog handlers that work with us. We have down-to-earth put the boots on and get on the ground investigators work for us. And then you got me 
I'm trying to get the hell out of him. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, and then there's me leading the band. And I'm so sick and tired of people saying, you're nothing but a fixer. You're right. I am a fixer. I fix messed up investigations. That's what I mess. I, I deal with it on the criminal side. I deal with it on the civil side. And I deal with it on the public side. So what? It's how I've made my living. It's how this firm is now in 6,000 square foot of a building. It's We have studios now in here. We have dedicated, hardworking people that find answers. But one thing you have to do is fix the case when you get into it. So if that helps all y'all about who a fixer is or what a fixer is or what, you know, uh, that's all I can tell you. I mean, you know, it, I, I, yes, I have been compared to that. What's that Showtime TV show? Ray Donovan. Is that what it is? Ray Donovan. I don't know. I well, just personally think it's a waste of. It's a waste of our breath. Yeah. Actually. But I, I think there's enough people out there. And we see what? 27,000 people on this podcast. I mean, it's huge. That it is. And, and so around the world, sometimes small city police departments, they don't, like I said earlier, they don't have the resources. They don't have the knowledge. Can they write a ticket? Absolutely. Can they write a probable cause affidavit for a burglary? Absolutely. Can they do a stolen car? Absolutely. Can they do law enforcement activities? Yes. But when it comes down to a kidnapping, a murder, there are some counties that don't see murders for 10, 15 years. What was it, our city, our little city right here we're sitting in, Nederland, has not seen a murder in 15, 16 years. I was about to say it's been a while. But this year, or this last year, I guess, this last year we saw how many murders? Seven? Seven murders? I mean, it, 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 I don't know. It just, it bugs me. Maybe just because I have a cold, it bugs me. And, you know, we all just kind of giggle when we walk through. Somebody will come down the hallway and read something on the internet and we'll just all start laughing because it's so ridiculous. It's just ridiculous of what some people are writing. They couldn't even get their name spelled right. I mean, it's just, oh, and then they try to hide behind these stupid screen names and you know it's a sock account and, you know, and then you get dope heads that are the town drunks that think there are some time. I'm going to, I'm going to record this. Jeez, you you think I'm stupid and I don't know I'm getting recorded? Please. Anyway, um, today's, oh yeah, uh, we'll just talk about it later. Cause I, I know we've, we've got, we, we, we've got some issues coming up because, you know, legal actions and that sort of thing. And we're just going to have to see where that train goes. Uh, I'm not even signed off on it yet, but we have started the clock running. So um, let's see. All right. So one of the things we want, we, we barely touch in here is, is many of us in this office are either law enforcement or commission, personal protection officers in the state of Texas, or we have one that's federal, right? Yes. Federal law enforcement officer that works for us. So let's let's talk a little bit. 
there are two books of law in the state of Texas and in the federal government. There are the Texas Rules of Civil Procedure and there's the Texas Rules of Criminal Procedure. Now, they are both different, yet we both cross each other's paths. For example, a sheriff or a constable, they serve paper. What we mean by that, divorce proceedings, they serve subpoenas. What else will they serve? Writs of attachment, all the other stuff, okay? That's coming over to the civil side. They're serving civil paper that's generated in the civil courts. On the criminal side, right, we serve the same kind of things. We serve warrants. We serve, you know, I could go down the list, but you're getting the idea. We all kind of cross each other's paths. One area that we do cross each other's paths quite often is in the personal protection business. We have two parts to our personal protection business. We have the actual hands-on bodyguard operations. We have two companies, Client Investigations and Consulting and Texas Professional Bodyguards. We are very active officers. Now, we are called PPOs, Personal Protection Officers. We are commissioned here in the state of Texas. We got inspected again this last week by the Texas Department of Public Safety and found to be doing just fine. Thank you. And so what we do is we do a lot of politicians. I don't really want to mention the politician's name, but politicians' names, but we do protect critical infrastructure when we are assigned to it by some of our federal contracts in both TPB and with KIC. Now, I say this for a reason. We are sometimes put embedded into churches, into political events, concerts. Uh, when uh, the President of the United States comes into Houston, sometimes we'll get called up and go over to Houston and do a thing we call duck sit. Um, on people that have threatened the president before and we'll watch them. And if they start heading towards that place where the president's given a speech, we'll have them pulled over and then we'll put handcuffs on them and, and detain them until uh, we have the opportunity to uh, get the, uh, the protectee out of town, uh, that sort of thing. Now, do we do hands-on with the uh, POTUS? No. Do we do hands-on with V-POTUS? No. V-POTUS? No. Uh, v. Potus's uh, husband? No, we don't do any of that. However, we do do some foreign country PPO operations, that sort of thing. So that gives you kind of a sniff of what we kind of do. We do other things, but we don't talk about it. So that's what we do. That's who we are on the personal protection side. Now that brings us to what we want to talk about today. There is a rash of this going on in the United States. We have mentally ill people that are trying to make themselves disappear or think they can beat the system equally. We have people that literally disappear. So Caroline and I were talking about it, what, uh, the other day, and I said, you know, we need to podcast as soon as the studio's ready. And she said, you know, you're right. Uh, let's get on it and let's get this done. So we were talking about the Sherry Papini case. Now, why do we why do we have any interest in the Sherry Papini case? All right. One, we have a case up there uh, in Redding, California. 
child disappeared. Father ended up dying by suicide uh, by officer, police officer. Um, we, we, it's a very, very, very stressful case for us here because we've run into so many walls. But the Shasta County Sheriff's Department um, have been wonderful with us. I mean, they, I mean, they're just absolutely wonderful with us. Even though we got one Karen up there that thinks, you know, she can pick up the phone and make something happen and they hang up the phone and laugh at her. I mean, it's that silly. Uh, but the bottom line of what we have been doing is very quietly we've been going back over a case review. Now, let me explain to you real quickly before I get into Sherry. When we do a case review, that means that we stop everything we're doing because it's not working, right? The definition of insanity. We go back to the beginning and we go through every bit of information, interview, we listen to everything. And we actually, in many, we do a peer review, don't we, Caroline? Yep. We pick some of the best investigation firms in the state of Texas. And we do a thing called peer review. And basically what that is, is we box the case up. We give them a stick of all of our, everything we've done, interviews, the whole bit. And they go sit in a room and we pay them to sit in a room and go over our evidence and come up with, A, what we've done wrong, because that's important. You always learn from your mistakes. And B, most importantly, we learn what we missed. Because believe it or not, folks, we do miss things. I mean, we do miss things. We're not perfect. Everybody wants to say we're perfect. We're not. So there you go. So this case of Sherry Papini, and there's two cases. Caroline, <clears throat> introduce the case. So as of recent, there's been a lot of, um, I've had just a lot of friends and then people in general that will ask us, you know, the whole jogger that went missing in Memphis and then the jogger that went missing in um Shasta County, which is the Sherry Papini case. So what we thought was that we would go over both cases and show how one, which was a complete fraud to the other one, that was a very unfortunate series of events that unfortunately resulted in death. And, 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 and not only a death, but a horrific death. Yeah. A true horrific. kidnapping. Yes. And so, and horrific. both of these were ladies jogging, um, or so the story goes, um, and so that's how really we decided to move into both of these cases and kind of compare um, and just talk about the safety measures that you can take. A lot of um, active people like to run and jog and bike and all the things. And so discussing um, each of these cases and how they can affect or maybe get the next person that is going to be out jogging at 4 a.m. or late at night. Um you know, what they can do to be safe. Exactly. So let's take Sheriff Papini first. Okay. She's from California up in the Redding area. And basically she told, or what was said was she was going out for a morning jog. Okay. Um, and so she apparently went out on this morning jog and then simply disappeared. Her husband, Brian, basically called it in, said, look, can't find her. Don't know what's going on. Of course, cute young blonde, right? Cute young blonde. The media picks up on it, goes viral, goes national. I can remember when we were up there, 
working with uh, after after Papini disappeared. I can remember when we were up there, and you know the same detectives out of Reading, uh, out of Shasta County, and a couple of other FBI guys were up there going, you know, quietly in the hallway. I said, "Well, how's it? How's your Papini case going? Anything we can look for?" while we're out doing these searches for this child. Well, you can look. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you remember that? Uh-oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. We all got the car and went, oh, God, she's alive. Something's going on. And so, but it's not our not our monkey, not our zoo, right? So we're going to stay out of that zoo. Anyway, so we knew at an early time that the police were suspecting that she had left. Well, let's take a look at Papini's background a little bit, okay? Uh, now, is she a smart girl? Yeah, relatively smart. She's she's got she's got snap to her. Has she had any issues in her past that people need to kind of focus on? Yes, she does. That is mental instability. She did have some mental instability. It was said. So once you hear that, you go, oh, uh-oh, that's when red frags go off. Now, always remember what investigators do before we get going. We always investigate the family first. Am I right about that? That is correct. I mean, anything we do, it's family first. Okay? Family first. Let's take a look at them. Let's see what their background is. Let's see what they've done. People are surprised with that a lot of times because, wait a minute, they called you. And we go, yeah, they did call us. But here's why they called us, because they have a missing person. See, when we come in, a lot of people get mad, especially that case we're just back on in Idaho. Then we've got the mother of one of the suspects. I'll call her a suspect, person of interest, whatever. Her, that mother is furious with us. Oh, you've got to go find that baby. Well, we are. Well, why are you blaming my daughter? I'm not blaming your daughter. She's a suspect. She's one of the last people to see the baby. She's a suspect with direct knowledge. Well, and the story and and her story changes. Her story changes like like you're turning a page in a book. And just like Sherry Papini's story changed when she was being interrogated. Exactly. So here's what happened to Papini. All of a sudden, one day she shows up on a dirt road. Some guy gets her. Oh, my God, we got Sherry Papini. Yay. You know, and then they saw the chains. Uh, and all that other stuff that she said she was tied up in. So they got her cleaned up, got her over to the hospital. The hospital people were kind of interesting, too. They really didn't see any bruising compared to what she was telling the police. Didn't see any, you know, arm bruising, leg bruising. They didn't see any of that. Brian was all, oh, my God, I got my wife back. Yay. And and that's normal. They had put Brian through the ringer, and that was good for Brian. I was, I, you know, it, he really has been a trooper in this whole thing. Then all of a sudden, they start asking her specific questions. Who, what, when, where, why? That's what goes on here. Who are you? What are you? When did you, when were you kidnapped? Why were you kidnapped? How were you kidnapped? They start asking those questions. And then her story starts to change. When people's story starts to change, that's when we know we have a suspect. Either that or it gets way down the line from an original 
you know, uh, an original interrogation. What I tell my clients is, if you don't know or you don't remember, say, I don't remember. It's okay. I don't remember. Let me think about it. Let me see my original statement. Okay, that may jog my memory. Okay, you know, that's okay to do, folks. Don't think that's bad. That's not okay. That, that That's not bad. That is okay to do. It's very important that you know that. I've had a lot of cases get filed by people looking at their original witness statements going, wow. It's like the Dara Lawrence case at Austin. That was solved because somebody was a witness that, and I really can't say who it is because they're in protective uh in the protective zone um, because they're scared of the cartels um, knew Dara knew the baby when they left and would always kind of look in media, social media, that sort of thing. It's like the other case down in Zacateus when we flew in at three o'clock in the morning and we were able to capture another one. You know, it was somebody that we had their face uh, on a computer and also in a computer, remember down in Mexico, they don't have good internet. So you have to go to internet cafes. We had his, the picture up in an internet cafe behind the counter and the guy who was running the internet cafe went, Oh geez, that's her. Holy crap. And he called it in and we were able to put her under surveillance for two or three days until we could get a, a, uh, a tactical team in. It, it, it's, it, 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 Always suspecting parents or always suspecting the inner circle of a parent group is very important. You have to remember that. So anyway, they broke Papini down. She admitted to what she did. She tried to sell herself as mentally incompetent. Would you say, Caroline, mentally incompetent? I mean, she definitely tried to sell some sort of mental aspect of it, but the but the real piece of evidence that broke the case wide open to figuring out exactly what had happened and what led to her finally confessing is the DNA that was found on her clothing and her shoes. Um, that DNA was found through familial, and I can never say that name or that um, word right, but a familial, familial. DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, of one of her family members, and it came back to being related to this person that actually ended up being her ex-boyfriend. So what she had done was she had reached out to him. Operative word, not ex. Well, I mean, debatable. You know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. Operative word is not ex-boyfriend. So the police bring him um, into... An interrogation room. They give him a lie detector test. He passed it with no problem and says, no, she called me and I rented a car and went and picked her up on the side of the road. And there you go. And so that led to the breakdown of her story and what actually happened. And that he, the man, the boyfriend, um, had actually gone to a grocery store and gotten a brand to brand her because that was all part of her story. Um, so once all of that was broken down, she, uh, I guess just as recent as last week or two weeks ago was sentenced, um, I believe to 18 months in jail. And she needs to spend 18 months in jail, but it's California and they'll get what, what they say? 90 days is what you'll probably spend. Maybe something, maybe 90 days. And so, you know, that, that's what we're talking about there. Now compare that to what we do on the other side which is find seriously missing people uh, that 
there was a girl in Memphis. Caroline, go ahead. The girl in Memphis, is, uh, her name is Eliza Fletcher. And um, I actually have a lot of friends from Memphis that went to camp with me when I grew up. Yeah. And they were acquaintances and or friends with her or family members of hers. That was um, money well spent. And, you know, <laughs> it's just it's it's just a sad situation because she was a teacher. That's right. She's a family person. That's right. She was married with yep. two children. Mm-hmm. Um, social in the community. Yes. Very big socialite. She also was blonde. Yep. I mean, when you compare Eliza to the to Sherry, I mean, if you, if you do a side by side, looking right here at him, um, you know, they they have a lot of um, similarities as far as their backgrounds. They were both married. They had children. They, you know, lived these uh, family lives. And then she was active. She was running. She ran all the time. And I think this goes back to when we're talking about personal protection and what you need to look for and things you need to do. Never do the same thing, the same song and dance every day. It's routine. Don't do routine. Exactly. Routine is bad. For example, we have a bunch of stalkers out there. We deal with stalkers every day of the week here at KIC. I can tell you, we get people call here and say, I got a stalker. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got a stalker. So we set up a surveillance unit out there to see if, yeah, 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 they have a stalker. And sure enough, yeah, 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 they got a stalker. Guy comes out, sneaks over behind a tree, goes in between houses. Um, They're all the way from sexual predators to just ex-boyfriends that want to know what their uh, ex-girlfriend is doing and who she married. And I mean, I've even had them at the age of what Carolyn, we had one in here, 59 years old, 60 years old that they went to high school together and they were trying to, <laughs> it's just, you go, who are you? And we get them on the ground and, and police show up and we have to go write a PC on it. And <clears throat> you know, we do that here. But Caroline's right. The first step in anything you do, if you're going to go out and run in the morning or run at night or run in the middle, now it's the middle of the afternoon. It used to be forgotten that any of these weirdos would go try to find you in the middle of the afternoon. It isn't forgotten anymore. I mean, they are, I mean, some of these guys are pretty bold. Yeah. I mean, I just think uh, in Beaumont when we had, um, we have hiking trails that are like the hike and bike trail, yes. which is a you know, thing. And just recently we had a, it was called in as a possible abduction. Mm -hmm. And then the police did come out and say, yes, there was a possible abduction. Um, it just, say the guy had her on the ground. Yeah. Well, and maybe the the cop took a cop and a bystander to get it to, uh, get him off of her. And the whole thing, I mean, I'm, I'm a strong advocate and I, I have a lot of friends that run that will go and run in the middle you know, late at night or in the morning before sun up. And I just think it's so important if you are going to run, walk, bike, whatever, don't do it alone Exactly. in the dark hours or exactly. even really in the light hours too. And if you are going to make sure it's a very populated area. That and don't expect some little limelight that you put on your body somewhere or yellow light you put on your body somewhere that's going to save you. It is not. That's the first thing they're going to grab and throw it over a fence into the woods. Now, Let's talk about the rules of, 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 of personal protection. Okay. Not everybody can afford a bodyguard to run with them. Not everybody can afford 
um, you know, uh, a police officer to be at their house. Nobody can. You well, you were stalked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that. Well, being one that was stalked, what, mm-hmm. how did you feel? Unsafe. Walking on eggshells. Didn't want to leave my house. Scared days, to sleep at night. Days. Not really, because I've had a very um, good security system in place as far as like everybody all that of our works doors, for me has windows, a good security system. And I and I set it every night. Um, I have dogs. I've got animals that. Were you scared for your babies? Um. Yeah. There was a couple times where, well, when this was happening in the middle, in the midst of all of this happening, um, I was pregnant as well. So my emotions were already running high, but. I do remember thinking, because I have one kid at the back of the house and I had one kid at the front of the house. And so I remember thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to hear anything at the front of the house. At the back of the house, I wasn't worried because I had dogs right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, I mean, yeah, of course, you have ups, ups and downs and That your stalker had already stopped you at a local restaurant, so that yep. was another issue that's now gone. We don't have to worry about that anymore. But um, until the next one comes around, yeah, until the next one, we already have stalkers everywhere. I mean, they're just—they say they're what do they say they are on uh, on their know. social media? I, I, I don't, I don't read it, know. so you read it. I don't. Okay, so here we go. Everybody, get a pen. We'll give you about ten seconds to get a pen and to write this down. And this is for everyone. If you're listening to this podcast, this is for everyone. I'm talking to you. Like I would talk to one of my high-end clients in politics uh, over in River Oaks in Houston, um, up in Austin, Texas, uh, Los Angeles, California, New York City, uh, was Miami, but Miami's got some problems right now. Um, All these places where we have clients, where we talk to our clients, when we have to leave them, the last, these are the last things I tell them, okay? Number one. Always know your surroundings. Now, that's not being a paranoia, okay? Don't be a paranoiac. Oh, my God, there's a bump. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Okay? The first thing is, is always know your surroundings. Know where you're going. Don't get lost. That's how a lot of these happen. People jogging, they end up jogging down a long road or somewhere, and all of a sudden they're out there by themselves, okay? So if you're a young lady or a young man, because now some, you know, we're hearing about people just getting shot out in the middle of nowhere. They're out running, they're out walking, or going in their home uh, neighborhoods. They're walking and or, or getting shot. I mean, it's craziness out there right now. So know your surroundings. Two, know an escape route from those surroundings, okay? Know a good escape route. If you see a tree, know a tree. If you see a driveway, know a driveway. Don't be shy. Beat on a door. Beat on a window. Do whatever it takes, but know your surroundings and know a good escape route. Okay? Number three, always carry a communication device with you. In today's case in time, we use uh, phones. Now, here's a little secret. We There is a walkie-talkie program. It's called Zulo. Z-U, let me spell it for you. Zello. Zello. I call Not it Zulu. Z- well, whatever. I call it Zulu. Uh, let me get to it. Hang on just real quick for just about five seconds. I'll get you over to Zulu. 
Yeah, well, I can't find it now. Well, and touching on what you said about the, um, you know, knowing your surroundings. I mean, when I walk into a room, my first thing is I scan who's there, who, who, who is, what, what type of crowd is it, where my exits are, and any other potential escape route. Not so much escape route, but just knowing like the layout and mm-hmm. and if something were to happen, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. A fanny pack with a pistol, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Zulu, it's spelled, I call it Zulu, Zello, Z-E-L-L-O. It's a walkie-talkie system. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a little bit behind the scenes with bodyguards. Everybody always knows when a bodyguard walks in a room because they have what in their ear, Caroline? IFB. Yes. It's called an IFB. It means that we can listen to what's going on on our frequencies. Our radios here at KIC are tuned in to, uh, obviously, we have uh, 21 encrypted channels. So somebody, I'll just yell out to the team, What? somebody pick a number and somebody will say 10. So I'll say everybody go to 10 encrypted too. So we'll go over to 10 and we will have an encryption. You, Nobody can listen to us. And I mean nobody. Not even the government can listen to us. It's a very expensive radio system. Do I think you need it? No. But Zello has the same encryption uh, program in it. Okay? I would have, I would name about, I get 10 of my friends and my husband, wife, brother, sister, uncle, cousin, grandmother, grandfather, and get it on their phone. So that if you are in a situation where you're getting chased, and I know this sounds stupid, but you would believe how focused people get when they get into a pickle, is that be able to open your phone, push Zello, and then push somebody that you want to talk to immediately, like your husband. Honey, 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 I need help. Please come find me. I'm in the 1200 block of Calder. Now, you may say, now what? They're going to hear that on their phone. They're going to go, what? And they're going to see a flashing light on their phone. You can see there's a bunch of different settings. You see flashing light on their phone. They're going to push. Okay, I missed, I, missed, I missed the call. So here's what I need to do. I'm going to push. I'm going to push Zello again on the receiving phone, and they can hear the message again. Does that make sense? So you can call, you can repeat, you can say. Now, a little secret with us PPO officers, we do carry those as secondary backups in a holster. Therefore, we can move from our mainline phone and we can hook it into our telephones in Zulu. We just can't talk out of the out of there other than what we have, which is handheld microphones. And we can light it up through that if necessary, if we get into a situation or, or a jam situation. The problem is, is we don't want to get into a cell phone jam situation. So, um, you know, we practice on this stuff and practice on this stuff, but that's number three, have a communication device. Number four, have a time limit of what you're going to do. You know how fast you are when you run. You know how fast you are when you do things. Have a time limit. If I'm not back in 44 minutes and you don't hear from me, you come searching for me. Here's my route. Okay? So have a backup plan to the primary plan. And lastly, what I tell everybody, it is okay to have a fanny pack. 
Well, it's, now they have those belt um, well, they fanny do. packs. They do. So they're I much more one. chic. I use one. Uh, sometimes people look at me and they go, well, where do you keep your gun? And I'll lift up my shirt and they'll go, oh, geez, didn't realize that. And so um, I will tell you, the, the get, a, uh, get a Ruger. They have a small 9mm. And folks, don't buy a 380. Whatever you do, don't buy a 380. Buy a 9mm and use RIP rounds. I'm going to repeat that. A 9mm and use a round called an RIP, rip round. And those things are wonderful. We practice with them all the time. The, it is a great projectile. It will knock the person down but not hit four or five people behind them. A lot of people say, well, I'll carry a 45. I'll carry a 40. You know, whatever. No, 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 no. You know, you're not out to go kill a deer, right? You're out to kill a person or knock them down would be the best thing. Um, and then try to trust the justice system, but that's another blog for another day. Um, but when you shoot a RIP round, it will put that person down immediately. And it expands and shoots off into little projectiles. So it's important for you to remember that. So uh, Ruger is a good gun. A mini Glock, what is it, a 43 short? 43 short uh, Glock. Um, I know that's what that's Charlie's backup, right? Uh, and then, of course, uh, the XD uh, 9mm, we use those for our big guys. Those are our big guys' backup weapons, okay? Uh, and remember, if you're going to go run and you're going to walk out of a house and you've got a gun, be sure to put one in the chamber before you leave. We joke around here all the time. A handgun without a round in the hole is nothing but a paperweight. And that's a fact, folks. That's a fact. People, you know, kind of get on me a little bit because I always have, you know, I carry a Glock 19X. Best gun I've ever had in my entire life. Qualifying wonderfully. But I can tell you, if I get into a situation where I it's a it's a it's it's a, it's a medium barrel, it's not an extended barrel like a the uh, what is that a seventeen or a sixteen I think it is, uh, I I a seventeen, um, a nineteen is just the perfect for my hand. It's uh, seventeen and one. You can't have extended mags, but I don't want extended mags. I like to pop my mag out and put a new one in. Um, just for my own knowledge to how many rounds I've shot off if I get into a firefight. I want to make sure that I've got as many rounds as I possibly need. But remember, remember, put a round in your gun. If you don't, it's a paperweight. It just is. Um, and so those are the five things that you need to do, okay? And the reason we're doing this today is because the two cases, the Papini case, what was this young lady's name? Eliza Fletcher. Fletcher. Miss Fletcher. Uh, God bless their Miss Fletcher's soul. It was a horrific crime, but she did have an opportunity. We all have an opportunity. If you look at some of the police reports, she may have run a little bit. She may have had been a time to duck and cover. She may have had time to pull that out from a waistband and turn around and pop a round off. She may have been hit once in the back of the head and gone down. 
And what everybody's saying is, is that she didn't die immediately. He chopped on her for a while. And so she could have got a round off then. Take your advantage. Don't be scared. Don't put your hands over yourself. Stop, stop. You know, folks, the, what's going to stop it is, is what the convenience store guys are doing. They're keeping a gun underneath the counter. And these dumb, you know what, drug addicts come in. And these dumb drunks come in and try to rob the store. And then they end up dead on the floor. And everybody's like, oh, that's excessive force. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's part, part of the castle doctrine. Well, the bottom line is that women need to have safety measures put into place. Things we've already discussed. You know, Eliza, there's a million things of what could have been, but the fact is is that it didn't go down that way. And That's um, right. unfortunately, God the man that uh, was behind all of this had already had a previous kidnapping. Um, he was had already spent 24 months in jail for that kidnapping of a prominent 20, attorney. 20, 24 months. 24 months. For a kidnapping. Yep. But now he gets murder. Uh, I hope they hang him. Let's see. He get, he had a, a bond set for $510,000 um, <laughs> during his arraignment. And then her body was found shortly after. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what comes up next for him. You know what? I, I think it goes back to the old saying is try not to be a victim. Here you got one girl that's trying to pretend she's a victim and you got another girl that was a victim. Just don't be a victim. It's okay to defend yourself. It's okay. And if you do know somebody suffering from mental, anything mental, it's okay Report. to go ahead and get help or talk yep. about what steps you can take in order to get the help that's needed. Yep. So that's right. That's right. All right. Well, we hope you learned something today. Um, on the next episode, we have not, well, we have kind of decided what we're doing, but we'll announce that on the, uh, Facebook, Instagram. What's the other ones you got us on? Facebook and Instagram right now. You don't know TikTok? Let we do have, we do have a TikTok. That's we do have a TikTok. Okay. Um pretty sure it's KSC Texas and um we do post a lot about our missing persons mm -hmm. over there. I think um some we took down to kind of give it a clean slate and focus on one at a time, but anyways, you can find us there. Um yes, our next episode is sure to be a good one. We will have three maybe four guests probably four so um it'll be a long episode um it's gonna be a two-hour one guarantee you you'll just have to we can't we release can anything sneak else it a little bit come on no plug it mm -mm. plug it nope come on give no. us something to talk about no they the have karens plenty are to talk bored. about nah the karens are bored oh give no us something for they're the karens. definitely not bored they're not no no mm -hmm. why haven't you told me i you know i don't know Nobody You're the one that told me. No, I did not. Yeah, you did. I have been out. Oh, my. Anyways, um, talk Good on. God. And um, we hope you I think you've been talking have... to MJ too much. No, I just uh. have been beaten to my own drum. Have so, um, You're getting me sick. Well, that's your grandkids. I'm sick too, but not. I'm not grumpy the way you are today. I am grumpy. There's for damn sure. I'm not a happy camper today. Well, if you're not already, make sure that you are following us on um, the Instagram page and or our Facebook page, The Klein Files. Um, and then you can also f uh, find our podcast episodes on any 
podcast um, platform. And we hope you have a great rest of your week. Yep, that's right. And thank you again for listening. We're very proud of what we do here for our team. And uh, you know what, folks? Uh, I'm very proud to know that there are, uh, you know, a bunch of big time, about 25,000 listeners out there, according to the uh, people who track that stuff. And, um, you know, all I can say is, you know... Sometimes now they're going to twist those words. Oh, I know. Because at first you said twenty eight. Was it? And then 28? you went to twenty five. So just be prepared for those words to be twisted. Oh no! Maybe we lost three thousand in the last hour. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Oh, it's too fun. But anyway, uh, you know what? You're right. I did say twenty eight. I do remember it now. I know you did. Well, thank you for catching that. For You're me. welcome. Huh. Figured I'd catch it before somebody else comes out oh, and tries they, to twist They will it. anyway. The national press is 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 sitting down. They're laughing too. I I had two com. Can I tell about my conversation this weekend with one of the over at ABC? Uh, I guess we're coming briefly. up to we're coming up to an anniversary of uh, a young lady that we brought back, and I think she's going to want to go public now and talk about her run and her mother and everything else. Anyway, they were talking about doing a uh, what's what is, tw- is it 2020 over at ABC or is that Dateline? No, that's 2020, I think. Is, is it 2020? They're talking on 2020 about doing a 2020 show on this and how it all broke through and doing a long story on it where the child was kidnapped by her mother and we had to, we had to go in and we had to tactically go in and get the mother out and get the child out and the the child. And I don't, I don't want to poo-poo the story, but they want to show how... Children, if the right thing is done, can come back strong, really, really strong, right? And this child has come back, and maybe her daddy is freaking—he's—he's he's so far out in the stratosphere, as far as uh, mind thought, would you say, or brainiac thought, or whatever the case is. He's—he's he's the real thing, right? He's the real thing. Yeah, he's a genius. Oh, yeah, he's a genius. Teaches out at uh, at uh, University of Texas Austin. By the way, the Red Raiders whipped. Uh, never mind. They did. I know, but we lost next week. Uh, but uh, the bottom line is this: is that this child has come out, and this child has turned in to maybe one of the most productive young ladies in probably. All the groups of children we brought back. Now, we bring brought kids back for, what, four years old, then four to 10, and then 10 to 18, 16, that sort of thing. This is maybe one of the smartest children. We brought her back when she was, what, 15? No, I believe she was 17, actually. Was she 17? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got along with her pretty good. She liked me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now she's 27 years old, and she's setting the world on fire. And I knew she would. I just knew she would. And uh, I'm so proud of her. And so anyway, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, when 2020, they'll probably come in and do some filming in here. And you can watch 2020 do the, the podcast. And um, we love her and she knows we love her. And it's going to be one of those. That, that's one of the ones that puts a smile on my face. However, i got two of them that don't put a smile on my face. So anyway. All right. Well, we will catch you guys next time on the next episode. Make sure to follow us. All the things. Facebook.
Instagram. Instagram. And what's the other one? TikToks. There you go. There you go. TikToks. Anyway, I'm going to go take my medicine and go back to work and down to McAllen with my cold and everything. So that should make me real happy. I heard it's 96 down there today. Yay. So anyway. All right. We'll see you all next time. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.